Well, Ulysses, I think it's the first time or one of the first times that we're doing this. We're going live. We're doing it live on the YouTubes. Yes, we are. We're uh, let's see if, if this works out. If this goes okay, this is our test run at eleven twenty-six p.m. on a Thursday. Uh, let's see how that this goes, and maybe we can try it with uh, some actual people. Yeah, that'd be nice. We've got a lot to talk about. Mailbag episode. On a Thursday late evening going into Friday. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on the social medias X and Instagram at Locked On Rays as well. And we are accepting mailbag questions all the time. Locked On Rays at gmail.com. In fact, we are doubling up this week on the mailbag questions because we got so many good ones and frankly it's the off season we're not fans of the braves the rangers the astros or the diamondbacks although i think we're all secretly rooting for evan longoria and the diamondbacks to go all the way so uh and i'm sure we'll have uh dribs and drabs of uh, playoff discussion as that goes along but in the meantime we have raised baseball to talk about in mailbag questions to get to this first one from Alex Garcia says, do you think around the all-star break slash end of the season, once our rotation has a few more guys join like Rasmussen and Springs that we could run a six man rotation around guys like Glasnow, Eflin, Savali, Boz, Rasmussen, Springs. Even guys like Taj Bradley and Josh Fleming, fingers crossed all those guys can stay healthy, of course, in 2024. Well, thank you for writing to us. Um, that's number one. Number two, I'm glad that you ended that with hopefully they all stay he healthy and didn't just stop at number five. Um, obviously, the question is about the six-man rotation because right. now we know after – a lot of baseball, especially after all the talk about what could the, the what the rotation could be in 2023, and then it all went to dust uh, because of injuries. We, I, I really would really like, I really would really like to not hear anybody in Rays fandom say, "But look at our top five, isn't it great, man?" Mm -hmm. Enough of that. I don't want to see those tweets. If I see those tweets, I'm gonna text Elon and say, "Hey." Can you make up a thumbs down button so I can legitimately just use it for this type of tweet? Yeah. Well, they're actually not tweets anymore. They're post or repost, correct? So Man, the gosh. verbiage, the language has changed. God. And uh, now you're I'm going to. now. I I'm Xing. Yeah. You, you got to X. Um, look, I I don't think they would go with, uh, uh, to a six man rotation. I, I think they would. on uh, Honestly, they would go back to the opener. I think that's right. what they would try to do but uh this all kind of hinges also on what do you do with tyler glass now man um, that's the million dollar question or the 25 million dollar question <laughs> yeah <laughs> because let's also put it into perspective that tyler glass now of course everything being equal if 
the Rays brought back everybody that is arbitration eligible, which we know, of course, isn't going to happen. The payroll is projected at like $115, $120 million. So there's going to be fat that gets cut. But with yeah. Glass now, $25 million this upcoming season, let's put in context, he made 21 starts this season and pitched the most regular season innings of his career at 120. He didn't make his first start until May 27th. So he literally missed the first two months of the year, basically to the dot. Yeah. And this was a, a career post for him in terms of output innings. Be so I, I, I just find it hard to believe that the Rays are going to pay this guy a million dollars to start. So wait, uh, his previous high was 110. In the regular season, correct. In the regular season, yeah, yeah. And then so this year, how many more innings than 110? 10 more, basically, at 120. Man. it's. <laughs> I'm sure somebody would love to have Tyler Glasser for $25 million, where $25 million isn't 18% of their payroll. Right. Uh, I think that they would like that. Do the Rays feel comfortable with giving Tyler glass on $25 million in a, in a budget that's 110 mil, 120 mil. I think they would be sweating, but I think they would, uh, honestly, I think there's a little by little, there's been a little bit of a changing of past practices. Um, you are seeing a little bit more freedom with money starting with Charlie Morton. And then, you know, you, you do the Wonder Franco deal. You do the Brooks Raley deal. You do the Zach Eflin deal. Uh, you put Tyler Glass now into this uh, $25 million a year. You, you gave Manuel Margot an extension. You gave Yandy Springs Fairbanks right. an extension. Um, that, that has been moving on. But it's not only about the money, too. It's been like, how are you treating your prospects? Curtis Mead, pretty quick ascension into, the, into MLB. One, now, that, now that he's in MLB... Uh, you can look back and be like, well, he really didn't spend that much time in AAA, to be honest. And Junior Caminero spent no time in AAA. And Wander Franco, I think, had enough time to like get to know a croissant place. And right. then he was up in MLB. Like, there's been Carson been Williams. Car He's moved very quickly. So you've seen how this organization has kind of like shifted little by little in a lot of different ways, so that we can't just think. Money, that means they're going to say no. I think we can kind of deviate and say, does it make sense? Does it right. make sense? And does, do $25 million make sense for Tyler Glass now in a, in a rotation that if you take him out, Kevin, if you take out Tyler, Tyler Glass now, that rotation, I'm sorry, does not scream, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. It's Eflin, Civale, Latell, Bradley, and Boz. Yeah. I'm not, I'm so I like I'm I'm a, I'm a race fan as much as anybody but Eflin Savale, Latell, Bradley Boz is not scaring anybody. I'm sorry like it's it's a good rotation. It's right. solid if it's healthy, but it's not like out of this world. Yeah. I I would just say this. I think the Rays will accept and field calls on Tyler Glass now. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's absolutely going to be traded. The the deal has to be there. I think they're prepared and would be okay with paying him. But if there's something that comes along the pipeline that they're like, okay, great pitching prospect and 
uh, an Aaron Savali-esque starter, I could see them making the move and pulling the trigger on that. As to Alex's question about a six-man rotation, I'm with you on, you know, maybe playing around with the opener or tandem starts. I mean, Rasmussen and Springs are going to be ready by mid-season at the earliest, and it's probably going to be a slow, methodical workload for them. It's not, I don't think, anyway, that it's, all right, they're back with the Rays. Go out and throw them for five and a third, five and two thirds, six innings. It's going to be yeah. two, three innings. I mean, there's even been scuttlebutt about Rasmussen just moving to a relief role um, for the foreseeable future as he gets uh, back going healthy. And they thought, the other thing, too, is um, with the six-man rotation, I just I don't know how much you want to throw off Tyler Glass now and Eflin and Savali off that schedule that they've been so used to in their career, like I would think you want to give Eflin Savali glass now when healthy, the, that extra handful of starts instead of taking those away from them, you know, you, you want, I, I mean, I, I, there's positives and negatives with the six man rotation, but I would think that you want to give your, your best starters as many opportunities as a, possible and you just don't do that and you're you're just not able to do that with the six man thing i i mean yeah and i so I, that's to your point i think that they would do then the shortened outing you know they right. would do the hey let's just call it off after four innings today uh or three innings they've done that with jeffrey springs and drew rasmus in the past uh and so that's what i think they would do now to get everybody on the same page here drew rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs will not be available to pitch in a raise uniform until August of 2024. Yeah, they're going to miss at least at least the first half of 2024. And that's, you know, to setbacks. Yeah, so so don't be like, well maybe n- not maybe it's August. Right. It's August. Uh and when it's August, it's like you think of the Tyler Glasnow progression that he had in 2022. The first outing Three innings, second outing, four innings, third outing, five innings. That's how it's going to be for both Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen if they remain in that role. Because if, let's say, their rotation is just doing fine and dandy, but, well, you know, they both have been bullpen arms. Maybe you can treat them as bullpen arms in August and say, hey, you know what, we just need a couple innings here today. And then they become – the new uh, Brooks Raley slash Jalen Beeks slash Colin Davis of the past. Colin yeah. McHugh. Yes, exactly. No, I think that's uh, fair. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes up. Um, as to uh, Alex's point again, yeah, you would assume that Taj Bradley would make strides. He didn't mention Zach Littell, but I think that the Rays are would certainly consider and, and be okay with bringing him back at a projected $1.7 million in arbitration. Uh, Josh Fleming, I don't know. I don't know if they're willing or ready to pay $1 million to him. But, I mean, when 50% of your pitching staff gets hurt or injured at some point, you need arms. You need bodies. And and I think that they'll probably uh, play a little bit in free agency as well with, you know, bringing in a a veteran or two. You know, the the Brooks Rayleigh-esque, the Colin McHugh-esque, you know, somebody – Maybe not to that profile, but you're, you're going to need bodies at the end of the day. So a uh, good question from Alex. Um, yeah. I think we uh, handled that one. We have more to discuss, Ulysses, but first we have to tell the audience something extremely important. 
the MLB playoffs are here. So that means that the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs in the playoffs like Jordan Alvarez, for example, right? Corey Seager, uh, Corbin Carroll, uh, Bryce Harper. My goodness, that guy's clutch. Well, you can pick up more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times the payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win B-I-G big. So today, do not delay. Use promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get uh, up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's term of use for details. Uh Guys, again, use promo code LOCKED on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Go download Sleeper today. What's crazy is you brought up Bryce Harper. He's only 30 years old. That's amazing. Ah. Seems like he's been in the league for 15 years, which I mean, I know it hasn't been 15, but it's been 12. So. My God, he's uh, I mean, you're watching a Hall of Famer, of course. Yes, 100%. So uh, just an absolute gamer for sure. Good for the game of baseball. Uh, All right. This next question from Nathan Winsett uh, titled balls and called strikes versus the Rangers. Kevin and Ulysses, I enjoyed the show and listened to your first postmortem show game one and two. Below from uh, Baseball Savant Game Feed Illustrator, I know the Rays had errors and such, but this discrepancy in strike zone seems very significant and strikingly unfair, and it has a compounding effect on pitchers and hitters at bats that has a huge impact throughout the game. I thought it could add to the discussion. Uh, For each game, I made an image of balls and an image of called strikes for each team. I love the Rays this season. I'm amazed they notched 99 wins, and it was a joy to watch them. They provided a lot of unexpected hope. I'm disappointed they didn't overcome their obstacles in the postseason like they did in the regular season. Thanks for what you all do with the podcast. So, um, Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, Nathan, I think uh, the first time or one of the first times that uh, he's reached out to us, uh, yeah. and based on his area code here, I'm not going to give out his phone number, but in the, the Southwest Florida purview. Um, so shout out there. I, I venture down to Cape Coral every once in a while. Um, yeah, the the balls and strike calls, um, Ulysses, you're probably more in tune to that than I was uh, during the course of those playoff games, but I can just say that looking back, um, I don't know if we were really harping on the umpires uh, or blaming the umpires for the Rays' struggles. We were more so just saying, you got to find a way to get a run on the board in game one, game two. And you can't go up, you know, combine two for 13 or whatever with runners in scoring position over the course of the two games. And yeah. Yeah, and I and I actually um, went a step further than Nathan. So he he took a lot of screenshots in that email, which we appreciate. But I just uh, went to the old uh, umpire scorecards on social media and found 
the grades and the rankings from each respective home plate umpire. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you want me to share that with you and, and we can kind of talk through it there. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with that. So game one, uh, Carlos Torres was the ump uh, in the Rangers four nothing win over the Rays. And uh, the overall favor is plus 0.46 runs for Texas uh the impactful missed calls were the bottom of the second Montgomery to Margot zero outs runner on first oo count ball is called a strike bottom of the seventh Montgomery to Caminero two outs runner on first two one count ball is called a strike and then the top of the fourth glass now to Simeon two outs runners on second and third one oh count ball is called a strike um yeah i mean the called ball the the called ball accuracy was 98% the called strike accuracy 82% yeah i mean that's uh, those two pictures if you're following on youtube uh i think luke Rayleigh wants you to hit that like button uh hit that like button right now that's luke Rayleigh. uh he needs yeah. you to do that um the called strikes we actually yeah i did comment on this uh, after the first game that Joe Montgomery was getting that outside corner just called yeah. each and every single time. And then when you look at the disparity between the Tampa Bay uh, called uh, strikes, uh, you see that outside corner for righties or inside for lefties. Uh, very few calls outside the zone. I can see a slider... And I can see a curveball uh, outside. But when you look at Texas, look at all of those pitches outside of the zone to righties that were called a strike. I mean, you, you got and you got a plethora of different pitches there. I mean, you got changeups, yeah. you got sliders, sinkers, curveballs. So uh, this one is is a big discrepancy, and it goes to show you, yeah, that eighty two percent called strike rate. It's it's very low because he was missing all of these calls. Mm -hmm. And then uh, game two, Trip Gibson was the home plate umpire in the Rangers seven to one win over Tampa Bay. Uh, the overall favor was plus point zero nine runs for Texas. Overall accuracy, 96%. Overall consistency, 97%. Called ball accuracy, 98%. Called strike accuracy, 93%. The impactful uh, missed calls from that game. Uh, top of the six, Pocheta, Tavares, zero outs, bases empty, 0-2 count, strike is called a ball. Top of the six, Pocheta to Grossman, two outs, runner on second, 0-0 count, ball is called a strike. And then top of the eighth, Latell to Seeger, two outs, runner on first, 0-0 count, ball is called a strike. So yeah, I mean, I, I get what Nathan's saying, and you know, I think there is some merit there, but at the end of the day, I, I'm not uh, here to uh, blame the umpires for the Rays' uh, offensive ineptitude and defensive ineptitude and overall ineptitude uh, over the course of the wild card series. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you have to learn and react quickly to what a particular umpire zone is. What are they going to call? If it's outside and it's going to get called a strike, you better be prepared to put a swing on it. 
Yeah. Um, so I think there's some of that also, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I just try not to pay too, too much attention to the ball strike calls, except, you know, sometimes when it's absolutely terrible and egregious, like a couple of years ago, I believe in the ALDS when Wander Franco really got jobbed, he, you know, he would get jobbed on occasion, but, um, you know, the, the strike zone box, it's, it's not as you know, it's an average metrical. it's it's not and here's the thing like it's you have lefties and righties who are different sizes uh you know josh low strikeout zone no, is different than renee pintos you don't even have to go that far yeah. watch a yankees astros game and then you'll see the strike zone be the same thing for aaron judge to jose altuve that makes no sense yeah. so I understand what Nathan is saying, and for game one, I agree on the called strikes. Okay. I agree 100% on the called strikes um, on game one, 100%. I saw it. You're right, Nathan. On game two, I don't really see it, and I think the umpire scorecard, uh, which right here, Mike is saying, is there a website that tracks umpires and their tendencies? Yeah, it's um, um scorecards, right? Yeah, Kevin? um scorecards, and there might be another outlet or site out there um, that's – Again, I've I've never paid that much attention to it, but I think if you dig deep enough, you could find something. I know there have been some very comprehensive studies on the impacts of umpires in the playoffs on how many games are won or lost, and and so forth. There, um, but yeah, that that's that's about all I got with that. You know, and maybe here's the other thing: is um, you know the Rays have a lot of young players and rookies playing. So maybe they don't get the benefit of the doubt of a guy who's more experienced and long in the tooth. And, you know, who has that pedigree, like a Wander Franco or Brandon Lau of, okay, he laid off that pitch. Maybe that is a ball. Maybe I won't call that a strike. So maybe there's some of that, um, that interaction there. Look, I would have been more upset and, outraged uh you know in the the ball strikes category if the rays lost four to two both of these games by four to three or two runs but yeah it wasn't really that close uh in, yeah. in either instance so yeah that's what i got for that yeah. um all right but good question though uh always interesting to to focus on and discuss but you gotta you gotta react very quickly to to whatever these guys are going with. I, I don't know. Did what? Did you feel like there was a consistency? I mean, on the first the... game, yes. Okay. On the first game, it was it was late. But again, second game, uh, I was doing my best from the left field. Uh, oh yeah, you, know, you were at the game. I forgot. Yeah, to 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 amp up the people around me. There we go. All yeah. right. Uh, we have one more mailbag question to get to, but first we have to tell you this: October baseball is back. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the dang game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get the W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So 
Head over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Uh, Let me just put this out of the way, Ulysses. Uh, I do like uh, doing this live show every now and again where we can see these questions and comments and react to them as such. So that's kind of a nice uh, change of pace from our normal uh, pre-record angle. I really do. I, I am digging this this uh, live stream, and it's pretty cool. We didn't advertise it at all, and there yeah. are a few people, so that's awesome. Thank you guys for for being here, Mike. Uh, Center Hill Carts, you guys are awesome for 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 showing up uh, unexpected. So that's really awesome. Uh, but yeah, maybe in the future we will be kind of like saying, "Hey guys, at this time we will be going live, and then we can get yeah. a little party going, and then you guys can see your um, we can interact." And it can just kind of be like a mailbag episode, but like super organic. I would love that. That'd be really nice. Yeah, just kind of take questions as they come in. For yeah. sure. Might have to do it a little earlier. I think a lot of people are asleep right now unless <laughs> yeah. you're uh, on the West Coast or something. So, I'm, Hey, Kevin, I'm wide awake right now. Venezuela just tied against Brazil in Brazil one-to-one I'm I'm hyped up. Oh, is, is Brazil like the creme de la creme of soccer, I guess, with? Ronaldo, it, I'm I'm yes, soccer it, illiterate. I'm sorry. It, it's creme de la creme. Brazil is like always one of the best, and then Venezuela just tied in their home field. I'm I can take 17 more mailback questions. Hit me, Kevin. Let's there go. There we go. Well, how good is Venezuela in soccer traditionally? We have never. We're the only country in South America that has that has yet to go to a World Cup. Bolivia has gone once, okay. but we have gone zero times. So we need. So it almost be like. Uh, USF football playing Alabama football and then beating and them. them or beating it's like, them. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tying wow. Them. Yeah. That's wild. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm hyped up. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Maybe y'all need to recruit a uh, Randy or Rico or Rosarena. Hey, Rico, Venezuelan citizenship. And then you'll be uh, on your way there. So maybe. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. This final question from chase, our buddy uh, says, I know you guys are upset with the playoffs and I am upset with starting the playoffs on Tuesday afternoon. I want next year, the wild card series. I lost my train of thought. Uh, the wild card series to start on Thursday afternoon and have a big wild card weekend for most people who are out of the Tampa Bay area. For example, Chase lives in Gainesville and could not attend the games during the early middle portion of the week. Great show for this season. Do you have any clue when you will start the player review process for the off season? Chase OG listener. Thank you so much for always uh, listening to the show, watching the show, supporting the show. You're awesome. Uh, I do want to say something that uh, chase before we get into this, uh, chase did tell me uh, that I hadn't had the opportunity to do so. Um, we need Randy land was awesome. Love the race for doing that in Tropicana mm-hmm. Field. Uh, I hope that for people that need assistance, uh, we can get Randy Land seating for people that might, might need assistance, such yeah. as Chase. Uh, he and I, uh, he told me about his experience at Randy Land and that it would have been way more of, a, of, of an enjoyable thing for, for somebody that, that might need that. Um, you know, uh, extra space. Uh, yeah. And so that that would be really cool for 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 the trop to 
to do for next for, for for the next season. Not not I don't want to like oh they're so bad. I'm just saying like that would right. be just an added benefit. Just something to think about. Again, it, when it, whenever something is done the first time around, you're going to learn things and experience things, and you can yeah. make improvements and tweaks for next time. So I think that's something that they can look at as they refine you know special sections or you know we're going to do Randy Land this this uh next year or whatever um and definitely when you get to the the new stadium maybe you you make sure those parameters are in place as well so um yeah i mean the the randy land thing was was awesome we just wanted to be uh, accommodating and, and welcome to everybody with that so if there's any uh raise front office folks or uh stadium ops folks um just passing that word along uh we yeah. can provide more information if needed so um to so the question, that out of the way yeah um chase usually the season will end on a sunday which means the wild card week weekend dream is never going to happen bud i'm sorry it's just not um there's just no way uh, un- unless you can think of some... Can we just start the season a day or two later and have the regular season end on a Monday or a Tuesday? You could. I don't think MLB would like the regular season of a 162-game season to end on a Tuesday evening. But what does it matter now if it ends on the Sunday versus the Tuesday? Because everybody's watching football on Sunday anyway. <laughs> uh, when you get to this point, so, uh, you know what? I'm with I Chase. Will... Find a way. Hey, maybe give the guys, give these teams and these players that have earned a spot in the playoffs, give them a couple extra days off. I don't care. Yeah, who gives a rip? Uh, let's just yeah start the playoffs on on Thursday and and really make it an event. Because I can just tell you, there's there's definitely a better feeling about going to a game and dealing with the traffic and crossing the bridge and, and just the whole, it's, it's a late night. You're more willing to stomach that on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday versus a Tuesday, Wednesday, I, maybe Thursday. I mean, Thursday is basically, you know, weekend light for, for many of us out there. So yeah. I, I am all for and with chase on doing that. And maybe if the, uh, the playoffs, for the Rays, the wild card series started on that Thursday, you would have 23, 24, 25,000. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred. I mean, we, this is the thing. I mean, I think, uh, Mike, if you've got the time, you can put some effort into this, but I need, or, and Michael Lords, uh, I need somebody with enough time and with enough race fandom in their blood and enough knowledge of attendance issues in, in at the trop what happened because it's not a simple it was a 3 p.m game it's not just that it's not just it's the bridge it's not just that it's not it, 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 i think it has to also like a factor that we haven't talked about enough it's like when you go to the playoff five times in a row have people forgotten that the playoffs are awesome and that they're not to be taken for granted Right. I think there's also that factor of like, oh, I'll just wait to buy tickets for the ALDS. It's fine. I'm not going to go to the wild card game. I'm saving money for the ALDS. Um, I think that's also a factor. There's so many things that went into the low attendance in 
in uh, in in this year's playoffs. I don't know. I, I feel like I really hope somebody that that has enough time and, and knowledge about it that could could do that. Yeah, I would have said you know this is something that may have made sense. Like if the Buccaneers had a Monday night football game or they were playing on a Sunday at home and people were already spent and worn out and yeah. didn't have any more disposable income to allocate towards a baseball game. I'd understand that, but uh, the Buccaneers were on the road on Sunday, October 1st. So Baker was bacon. Where, the where, so where was, uh, where was Baker bacon? New Orleans uh, in New Orleans. And oh, and he and, and, and he won that game. Yeah. Twenty uh, twenty six to nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, I mean, the Monday before, I mean, the 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 Bucks played the Eagles. So I. OK, regardless, the, the point is, yeah. uh, Chase, I think it would be a fantastic idea. I don't think it's going to happen. I would support it. I don't think it's going to happen because ultimately, MLB also doesn't care about the wild card as much as the ALDS and the NLDS, which they want to start on the weekend. That's true. Yeah. Although so, I like uh, Wild Card Weekend has a nice ring to it, but it yeah, it's all about you know they've they've got television contingent that they have to compete with and and rally about as well. There's just a lot of a lot of thought that has to be uh, worked out and organized, um, and it's yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's. It is what it is. Let, let's see this last comment here from Mike. Uh, I drove twice for 45 minutes from Clearwater to see my team go down quick. At least I got to see an old friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Ulysses, give credit to you. You did more than many out there. You actually made the trek, the lengthy trek from the Hillsborough side, the uh, the Pinellas side to watch a race playoff game. And all I – thank you. And all I want – and you all know what I want. I want those damn four questions to be answered. Okay. That's <laughs> what are those four questions? Tell me. Um. Oh God. Number. No, uh. The, why the long leash on glass now? Oh yeah, yeah. The Taylor Walls, the Manny Margot, and the bullpen guys. The high leverage bullpen guys not being used. There we go. All right. Uh, thank you for the mailbag questions. We'll be back next week. Uh, maybe some of those questions, Ulysses, that you put forth, maybe they get answered or were answered in the Rays press conference. Uh, that is. No, they weren't. I saw it. Oh, they I saw weren't. The whole oh you I watched all 45 minutes. I watched the whole race press conference waiting for somebody to ask any of these four questions. Nobody did. I might have to give a hard time to my buddy Evan Klosky mm-hmm. about it. Uh, but yeah, none of those. Or grill Klosky directly. Huh? Grill Klosky directly. Give the, <laughs> posit those four questions to him and see what he has to say about all that. Hey, he's not Kevin Cash, so I'm sure. But but it would be nice to see what he thinks about those four questions. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can get him on the show soon. I know he's really into Hawking and Bucks stuff right now. So um, it, it'll be tough to get him on, but we will get him on soon. Uh, Center Hill card says, I imagine as a player seeing home play, uh, home playoff attendance so low, doesn't help to get hyped. Honestly, Pete Fairbanks kind of hinted at that post game, yeah. the post game conference. He's like, yeah, the, the dugout wasn't hyped at all. Like I think that was just so, uh, a subtle way of saying like, damn, we're in the playoffs and nobody came to see us. 
Yeah, it's it's really disappointing. It's the antithesis of what's going on in Philadelphia right now, where you have 45,000 people in red and white waving towels and screaming and singing songs. And they've had that before. We've had the yellow towels going. We've had Troptober. The loudest I ever remember Troptober being, uh, I know people will say the relay, and they're almost right. It's not. It's Kevin Kiermaier's three-run shot in mm. that game. Uh, that that In that ALDS, that was the loudest I have ever been at the Trop. And then for you, anybody that says, no, it was the relay, you're wrong. I was at the relay um, <laughs> game too. <laughs> so no, it was at the three-run shot by Kevin Kiermaier. Um, Look, I mean, a, a home run is going to surpass a defensive play every day of the week and twice on Sunday. That's just how the cookie crumbles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. And you uh, know what? Here's last thing. And then we'll jet out here. Uh, the attendance, if the Rays, I know it's, um, it's like, you can't say it, but if you know that, Oh man, it's going to be a light crowd, 18, 19,000 for a freaking playoff game. Start giving tickets away. Do whatever you have to do to fill the truck. Go to all the local schools and hand out yes. tickets. Yes. Go to high schools. Give, give them to the teachers. Give yes. it whoever, whatever you can to fill up that facility. Do it. Do it. I mean, maybe those, maybe those extra 6,000 people that didn't pay to grab a seat will buy a concession at least. I, I, look, you go to downtown St. Pete and then just like with a bunch of tickets be like, hey, are you guys interested to a, pl- a playoff ticket? I bet a lot of people would be like, yeah, heck yeah. Um, that's awesome. Oh, hey, Argenis. Uh, Argenis Rashad, longtime uh, OG listener. Uh, yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, look, we're running long. So all I want to say is this. This is our first truly live show. Mm-hmm. I've had a heck of a time seeing you yeah. guys pop in out of nowhere. That means so much to to I'm going to speak for both of us, Kevin. That that means so much to both to both of you, up uh, to both of us that you guys are here and you're on live with us and you're sharing your thoughts and we're interacting at the same time seeing your comments pop up like that's so cool. I think we should be doing this uh, way yeah. more it, it is it isn't that difficult to be live and that's so cool and i hope that you're you're down to do this more often we're boomers we're still getting the hang of this technology thing i've got the potatoes working today so you know it, it all it all is contingent on if the the potatoes um you know keep the wi-fi going and the lights on yeah so. exactly no but we will we will try to do this more often obviously this was just uh not uh you know given out on social media we just said hey between us two we said hey let's go on this time and we'll do it and um i'm glad that it worked out and next time there will be more people because we will put it out say hey we will be going live at this time and we'll get it all sorted and it'll be super super fun and i think we should do like an organic mailbag thing and i think that should be super fun oh yeah for sure maybe have a a a canned mailbag question or two and then just Basically, open up the phone lines and let uh, people. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. And we will talk to you next week.